Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Yeah. Mahomes 
first and foremost, what did you think of it? Did you get a chance to take a look at it? Um, I just kind of want to get your pick your brain about it, and we can talk about some other things pertaining to that as as, as you as you mean go on. Yeah, I mean, I haven't gotten a chance to check it out yet. Um, everything I've heard that um, from reviews and stuff says that it's an amazing show, that they did a really good job. You got to really see what makes these quarterbacks tick, especially Kirk Cousins, who's not an enigma, but kind of one of those guys you don't really you, – you, you see him with the chain and stuff, but if you've been in the locker room with him, you'd think he's kind of vanilla kind of plain, um, you know, vanilla, no no sprinkles or anything like that. So um, from what I heard, it, it was a good uh, – it's a good show. Uh, Patrick Mahomes obviously is center stage because, you know, he's that dude in the league right now. So, um, you know, I haven't gotten a chance to see uh, see it. I've, it's in my queue. Um, I plan on watching it pretty soon, maybe over the weekend um, if, if – uh, my star will let me. Um, but, yeah, everything I've heard so far, that is pretty good. You know what? I actually enjoyed it, man. It, it really did uh, do a great job of kind of highlighting uh, the men under underneath the helmet. Uh, you got to see a, a really up-close and personal, um, you know, way these guys live. It takes you through what they do during their off days with their families, their loved ones. The, one of the major things I, I loved about watching this whole this whole documentary series is the fact that you don't really see a lot of the recovery that these guys go through um, and how they work out and how they prepare their bodies from a weekend, week-out basis to prepare for mm-hmm. what they do on a Sunday. It takes you inside the classroom um, especially with Kirk Cousins' part, takes you inside the classroom where he's breaking down film. Uh, Marcus Mariota, chronologically, it goes through, you know, the fact that he got benched midway through last season. Um, and so it talks about that and, you know, his wife having a baby and obviously with Patrick Mahomes, um, you know, going through, through the Super Bowl and you get to see that whole uh, thing unfold right before our eyes. So it, it was a very, very good, um, good show, man. Let me get TP in the building. TP, what's going on, my guy? How you doing, sir? I done took off this blazer, loosened up the tie, stepped inside the kitchen. Timeless is alive. I'm in the building, feeling all right. Just had to get out of my other kitchen to get in this kitchen. Pesto and steak, man. I hope everybody all right. How y'all doing? Good. We got talking about the quarterback uh, series on Netflix. I didn't know if you got a chance to take a listen to it um, and watch what was going on, but I wanted to get your position and how you felt about it, how it kind of unfolded. I did not see the series, so I do have to catch up speed on that, but I've been hearing a lot about it, and um, I I got my own quarterback issues that I got to deal with in the – second and third string right now. And I think the third string quarterback is actually in that quarterback camp right now. So that's actually good that I'm catching up here too. So I I need to be brought up to speed. Okay. No problem. No problem. Honestly, it's it's one of these things that you could sit down and just binge watch it. I mean, it takes you from, like I was saying, villain takes you through the beginning, middle and end of uh, the season and talks about, you know, what happened. Obviously, the Minnesota Vikings 
losing to the playoffs to the New York Giants, the team they beat early on. So you actually see that up close and personal. And, you know, Kirk Cousins and, you know, his team actually showing real emotion in the locker room. And, you know, you see Kirk Cousins as he's driving home from that game talk about plays he's missed and um, how the finality of the playoffs. And, I mean, it, it's really, really good, especially for us that, that, that are into football as big as we are, it's definitely worth the watch. So I definitely will encourage you, gentlemen, if you got some time, sit down, give give yourself an hour. If you can, watch an episode, go and do what you I do come back to it. I mean, it's definitely worth the watch. So I was hearing yeah. things about so so I didn't I didn't watch it, but I did hear about, like, specifics on the Kirk Cousins situation, too. I didn't hear that, so it's more detailed from what you're giving me. Um, and there's a lot of uh, eyes on him, too, this year, so – I, I'm actually mm-hmm. intrigued, one, because, you know, I think I shared with a, t- a couple of times with my mom's a Vikings fan, so I watch everything they do. But also, knowing everything that Cousins has been through, having to sit through the RG3 situation, sit through D.C., they come up here and be up and down yeah. in Minnesota, and now this is his time after 13-4. and 4. Do they continue to have a double-digit win season or do they fall? A lot of people are thinking they will fall, but it's like, what chip does he carry on his shoulder going into this season? So it's interesting to see it, like, analytically. Like, me, a fan, is like, I want him to fall, because he's, he's in my right. division. Of course, you want to, you know, go against him. But analytically, it's, it's, it's the shock of, you know, the element of shock value, if you will, because it's like, if he come out here and play good again, it's like, oh, Minnesota gave him all that money for a reason. If he fall on his face, then everybody's going to be like, Minnesota need to get rid of him. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. It's crazy yeah. because Kirk Cousins is what the high, the most grossing um, salary rise. He's made the most money at the quarterback position, I think, actively or right. what have you. So, um, you know, everybody laughed when he took that what that ninety something million dollar guaranteed contract, but he parlayed that, and you know, he he's done pretty well for himself financially. And, and one other thing, real quick, serious. Um, NFL Films does a great job. I mean, between yeah. this show that I haven't seen but I heard good things about and then uh, Hard Knocks and then anything they really have touched. I, I remember watching old NFL films with the voice of God, John Facenda, um, doing narration. Mm-hmm. And anything they've done has been really good, and it really helps market the brand of the NFL, right? And I was just thinking while you guys were talking about it, I mean, that's something that these other leagues can definitely get into, if they, especially baseball, that has a major problem uh, marketing its brand. Um, you know, obviously, right. all-star games kind of crap, but I wrote an article and a lot of people responded to it about how, you know, the all-star game for baseball is unwatchable. And, you know, a lot of it is these stars that you just don't really know anything about. Something like this. A behind the scenes mm-hmm. following maybe a, a Otani or, or Aaron Judge or Ron Acuna Jr. Right. would be a way to market that sport and, and, and bring these guys to the masses. NFL Films is right. a class of its own. It does a great job. Well, what, what, one thing I noticed is that Roger Goodell and Peyton Manning, who was kind of behind this whole thing, kind of took their cue from what NASCAR did uh, with, with, with their stars, and essentially, you know, football is the number one drug of choice in America. I mean, I mean, people just want to inject football in their veins 24-7, 365. So if, if the NFL can find a way to, to, to bring 
us, the, 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 the star viewer, into the homes of these athletes and make them more personable. Um, I'm all for it. Basketball may want to do something similar to where basketball can kind of, you know, market a star or two or threes. I mean, and this quarterback thing did three quarterbacks, and I, I like how they did it too because if you look at, you know, A-list a superstars, so you're talking about Patrick Mahomes, Joey, you know, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, then they have like a, a, a veteran who's, you know, has something to prove. So this year they did Kirk Cousins. Next year they could potentially, you know, do a Geno Smith or or, or somebody, a, a, a Derek Carr. And then they did a, 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 a third-tier type of guy, a guy who's on his last leg trying to, to, to make it in the league, trying not to get benched or, or whatever the case may be. They did Marcus Mariota, who is now backing up um, a quarterback in, in, in Vegas. But you could do a possibly Ryan Tannehill, who's, you know, got all this stuff circled around him, who just got DeAndre Hopkins, who has his running back talking about, you know, the pay scale, which we'll, we'll, we'll talk about later. But there are so many different avenues that the NFL can take here to, to, to keep this thing going, to keep their brand up close and personal. And for, for all of us here who are into sports like we are, I mean, who would like to see, you know, LeBron James, um, you know, Paul George, and let's say, you know, a Luka Doncic or, or something like that, you know, up close and personal. They had cameras in their home. They went through their film session. They went through their practice. You know, they, they, they talked to them after games, and they, they, they kind of – I, I kind of feel like I know these men more than I should. Like, Marcus Mariota is damn near quit on his team in the middle of the season – but I, I feel like it's justified because, like, he was having a baby and he had surgery. And I understand. Now, granted, I don't think it's good for him to quit on the team, but that kind of softens the blow, kind of makes me take the pills a little bit easier because, hell, I, I see it. Now, I mean, yeah, you don't want to get benched, but if you can use this time to, to, to get your knee worked on and, you know, go have a baby and, whatever the case may be, it, it's, a, it's an easier pill for us, the fans, to swallow by being able to see that. So I, I, I think mm-hmm. this is a good idea and a good model for all the sports. And another sport that you mentioned, I know this is a football show, but you mentioned baseball. The biggest issue that I'm seeing with baseball is they don't market their fans well. They, they don't market their stars well at all. I mean, yeah, hell, everybody knows right. Judge and Otani and whatnot, but – they don't market their stars to, 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 to in a way that makes them human, that makes them accessible, you know what I'm saying, like right. other sports do, man. So I, I, I loved it. Uh, I was excited when uh, Peyton Manning came out today on the, on the McAfee show and said there was going to be a season two. And I nice. started to think, like, who the, who the heck would I want to see, um, you know, in season two, man? I mean, you had Patrick Mahomes who won a championship. Um, you know, you have, you know, Kirk Cousins who lost in the first round, and then you have, you know, Marcus Mariota. Um, I would like to see – I would like to ask you guys who you'd like to see, but you guys haven't seen it, so you really can't, you know, base your base your opinion on it. But you have to revisit this, man. Take a look at it. Let me know what you think, mm-hmm. and then we can come back – we can circle back, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Call the numbers nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. Uh locked on all the sports city chefs, the villain in the building, T P Thomas. Um, I wanted to switch gears here and talk about um the quarterback rankings that came out today. 
um, ESPN laid out their quarterback rankings. Um, there's some question question marks. Um, there's some people that obviously we understand that are at the top of the list. But villain, uh, you know, this was your dish. So go, go, go ahead and serve it up to people and let me know what you think, man. Yeah, I mean, they came. They're coming out with rankings for every position. Um, you know, they did the edge rushers and running backs, what have you. Uh, today, uh, no, yesterday, yesterday, the 17th, they came out with the uh, quarterback position. So, I, I, you want, I could start at the top or I could start at the bottom. Um, but um, I'll start at the bottom and go work my way up. Yeah. So, I mean, number 10 was Matthew Stafford. Um, number nine was Dak Prescott. Number eight was Trevor Lawrence. Uh, number seven was Lamar Jackson coming off that big uh, five-year extension deal. Number six was Jalen Hurts, uh, you know, second in the MVP voting, I believe, took his team to the Super Bowl, a player or two away from winning the damn thing. Uh, number five was Justin Herbert, uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Number four, Aaron Rodgers, uh, New York Jets, uh, interesting number four. Number three to one is probably uh, academic at this point, but really kind of interesting to me. Uh, Josh Allen, number three. Uh, that dude, Joe Burrow, number two. And Patrick Mahomes, number one. So um, that's, those were the rankings. I, I mean, you know, I can give my opinion, but I'd love to toss it to the, to the chefs first and, like, think what you guys think of the rankings. Do you like where everybody fell out one through ten? CP, what do you think, man? Sports City, in the words of Sean Corey Carter, allow me to reintroduce myself. I'm going to take a line from Barry Jordan himself. Are you guys ready? Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Woo! Oh, that was funny. That's hilarious. First and foremost, told y'all Dak better than Daniel Jones. We, we got that live. Barry just did that. That's live. That's beautiful. Second, right? I was watching something today, and I don't like to be biased. And y'all two know me very well. At least a good decade or better for both of you. I don't like talking about my team because I get personal. But somebody did the measurements on something. There's two guys that are in there that are very young that get a lot of credit that have not really done anything right now on their resume, but they're getting it because people gawk at the power of now, and that is Herbert and that is Trevor Lawrence. You mean to tell me that Jared Goff had a better statistical season across the board than both of these dudes except passing yards for Herbert. Herbert had more passing yards than him. And they have Herbert that high. Herbert got slapped around through the ball. He basically gave Jacksonville the game. He's like, here, I'm I'm giving you guys the game. And Trevor Lawrence, yeah, I get it. He's helping to lift Jacksonville, but that wasn't a big season for Trevor Lawrence. I even had him fantasy. He did not do well fantasy-wise. But Jacksonville got to the playoffs, so they ride the coattails of that. It's very interesting. And here goes another nugget that I know Barry has to love at this point in time. Watch this. Daniel Jones got better last year, and I think it's due to the fact that Dable came and help implement his system. Dable was in Buffalo helping Josh Allen be great. He left. We are starting to see a decline, 
and Josh Allen. For Josh Allen to be marked third in the way that he's falling, like like I'm talking about Buster Rhymes 1996, he keeps falling. Oh, he is falling. <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on right now. So that list, I got a couple of head scratches. I give Joe Burrow his credit for all that he's been able to do. We we can't knock uh, Pat Mahomes. Mahomes. Mahomes is on top of the league right now after Brady left. Somebody going to have to knock him off that pedestal right now. But but the first two I agree with, with Mahomes and Burrow. Uh, just like I said, the power of now, too. Aaron Rodgers is fourth. Wait, wait, Aaron Rodgers is fourth. Wait, do you know Aaron Rodgers was getting slapped around in the early portion of the season? They had to try to go on the run to make the playoffs last year. And, oh, he got stopped by a team in, in the Mitten, a.k.a. Michigan, and by the guy Jared Goff that I just mentioned. So you mean to tell me Jared Goff swept him? Swept them. They both Cowboys, and Jared Goff don't get a leg up to at least be top ten and had a better statistical season than Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers did not have a great season. So what are we doing this career wise? Like, are, are we stacking up what he is worth in his, his lifetime? Then yes. But are we talking about what happened in 2022? Garbage. I, look, look. These people are caught up, and I love that I read the book a long time ago, The Power. Now they're caught up in the power. Now y'all can't just get caught on flash value and what sound and look good. Y'all better read. Y'all better read, or the better words that my mother said, you better learn. You better learn. If they're not learning, then what you here for? So I I, I disagree with a ton of that. And um, Lamar's going to have to do some work, too. As much as I've defended Lamar, um, he's been injured the past two seasons, and Baltimore just gave this dude basically a, a quarter bill. So you're going to have to go out there and ball with the pieces that you have. They're not going to be able to put too much around you, but they brought you Odell. Odell's going to have to stay healthy. A lot of them have to prove it now, but um, – there's question marks on that top ten. Yeah, so for, for me, Villain, I, I, I'll come back to you here in a second, but um, I, I, I take offense to, to a lot of this list. For starters, you know, TP hit the nail on the head. These people are really prisoners of the name. I'm not understanding how Jalen Hurts can be a play or two away from winning a Super Bowl, and you have him as far low as you had him. I, I just don't understand it. To, to me, Jalen Hurts is the third best quarterback in this league. To me. I will give you Patrick Mahomes. I will give you my division rival, Joe Burrow. But after that, uh, I, you you, you got to talk to me about Jalen Hurts. You, got, you, you, you can't ignore that man. You know what I'm saying? I think Josh Allen, I think for baseball, for what he used to be, he's there. He's, he's on the cover of Madden. Okay, you know, golf clap. He, he's, you know, whatever the case may be. I think the Buffalo Bills are in for a real witness this year. But, again, these, these writers and these, and these analysts, in my opinion, are very much so prisoners of the moment. Like Trevor Lawrence is on this list. What has Trevor Lawrence done? Justin Herbert's on this list? Why? Because he has good hair? This dude is below 500 <laughs> career-wise. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I, I miss me with all this nonsense. Aaron Rodgers, okay, I, I would give you, Aaron Rodgers belongs on this list at some point. I, I would give you that. You know what I'm saying? He didn't have a good statistical season last year, but I, whatever. You know what I'm saying? That Prescott, if, 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 if you listen to Sports City, and I know these guys do, you would hear this dude named Barry the Villain Jordan talk about how he led the league in interceptions a season ago. But you had him on the top ten list? What? 
He's better than he's better than Daniel Jones. Don't get it twisted. But on the top ten list, come on, man, miss me with that. Villain, talk to me about mm. this list, man. I, I I I know you have something to say about it, but talk to me about it. I mean, the top two are are spot on, in my opinion. Um, Burrow and Mahomes are the class of the league. I almost have an issue with Josh Allen being number three to start. I, I think he's definitely top five. But I think he took a step back with Ken Dorsey as his OC last year, right? Uh, TP hit it on the head without Dable. I think he took a little bit of a step back trying to figure his way through this new kind of wrinkle of the offense. Now, Bills had a lot going on last year, a lot of injuries, uh, DeMar Hamlin, and they kind of, you know, it really derailed their season a little bit. But I saw him kind of revert back to those games where he struggles um, trying to make too much happen instead of taking what the defense gives him. So, you know, that was one. Aaron Rodgers is not a number four quarterback in this league right now. I'm sorry. Not after what I saw last year. And it's if you're talking about a four-time MVP, then he should be number one. But if we're talking about his performance last year, which I think this list is trying to to put together, then I don't understand how he's ahead of a lot of these guys on this list. He had a terrible season. TP's right. Like, they went on a run last year, late in the season, but they went on a run with the running game. They didn't go on a run with the passing game, in my opinion. So how is it that he's on this list ahead of Geno Smith and Jared Goff, who had statistically better seasons than him? Bothers me, right? Um, Lamar Jackson, okay. Trevor Lawrence and, and Herbert, I put them in the top ten. Herbert, number five, over... I mean, over maybe Lamar Jackson, but Jalen Hurts, number six? Jalen Hurts, number six behind Herbert? This guy was an MVP candidate last year. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he, he's driving around in a Cadillac, but he's got to be the one that drives that team because when he went down, I think they proved his worth, right? When they had Gardner Minshew trying to lead this team, and they they had it up until the last like last game or two to to clinch that number one spot, like he proved his worth. I think Jalen Hurts. So to have him number six is an embarrassment to me. And I I mean, listen, Dak Prescott is a borderline top ten quarterback for me. Twenty teen interceptions, garbage. Almost the same numbers as Kirk Cousins to be honest with you, but to have Dak Prescott ahead of Jared Goff this year, coming into this season after last year is ridiculous. Geno Smith had one of the – well, he was the comeback player of the year, I believe, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. But he had one of the best seasons as a quarterback, and he's not on this list. You're telling me he's not ahead of Dak Prescott? So, I listen, I, I feel like this list is a mix of – career slash last season slash, oh, don't worry about last season was an aberration. I, I have mm-hmm. a lot of problems with the list. I think some of the players should be on here. Do I think Daniel Jones is a top 10 quarterback? Mm, not not particularly. Maybe in that 12 range. But, you know, name me quarterbacks that threw for over 3,000 yards last season and, and under five interceptions. There's only one. Daniel Jones. 
and and you got Prescott on this list. So, yeah, I, I, the list, it bothers me. It bothers me in a lot of levels. But Jalen Hurts, I think, is the biggest snub. Right, right. We got another chef in the building, Mr. Harvey. What's up, my guy? Welcome to the NFL front office show. How we doing tonight, sir? I'm good, man. How you chef doing? It's always a pleasure to chop it up with you guys. Michael? Likewise, likewise. Likewise, likewise. We are talking about this uh, goofy list that um, (laughs) the four-letter network decided to put out, you know, talking about the quarterbacks. You've been sitting here with us for a little bit. You kind of heard what I said about it and what Villain had to say about it. Uh, But what say you, sir? Yes, I didn't hear your comments, but what I will say is uh, a couple things. This list accomplished exactly what it was set out to accomplish simply by the fact that it's being talked about, right? So the whole point, the whole point is to get people talking. So you wonder if you're basing this just on last season, if you're basing this on like factoring last season into the whole career and what you're predicting moving forward or where you think they may be this year. I feel like there's just not a lot of, uh, there's not enough parameters like that that make it specific to me because to me if those answers don't add up then to me it doesn't like I, I, you lose credibility with me right so to me like when I look around the NFL if I got to take a quarterback right now uh, I'm taking Pat Mahomes first because I think he has more arm talent than anybody in the game and I think he can process stuff, and I take Pat Mahomes probably. Um, and then, uh, to me, it's a very small group of guys. Uh, there are a lot of guys that like Justin Herbert more than me, but I look at I look at Joe Burrow and I look at Jalen Hurts for the same reason that you just threw out there um, a second ago. Listen, the Eagles looked very pedestrian against the Saints. A.J. Brown got free once. Devontae Smith had a big play. And they had a couple of big plays offensively, but that offense was not nearly as dynamic uh, when they played the Saints with Gardner Minshew under center. Like, so, to me, <clears throat> I would take after, after Mahomes, I'm looking, at, uh, I'm looking at Burrow and I'm looking at Hurts before I even think about Josh Allen, who I would probably consider right there. And then uh, and then I'm probably looking at I'm probably looking at Lamar and probably even Trevor Lawrence before I look at Justin Herbert. And I I still believe this, and I I said this at the end of the year. I'm gonna stick by it, and we'll see if uh, this season uh, makes me kind of like regret saying these words. Uh, but I still, at the end of the day, think I'll be right in this. Uh, it ain't gonna be very long before Trevor Lawrence rates ahead of Josh Allen on this list of quarterbacks. Interesting. Well, how is how is okay. Stafford in the on, on this list? Like how TP? That's your former quarterback. How is he barely played last year? How is he on this list? Yo, you you throwing that at me? Listen, let me tell y'all something, man. And Barry, you've been around me for far too long. I told you that boy turned the ball over crazy. Do you know that he? he we we all know in here that he didn't make it through the full season. 
He had more mm-hmm. interceptions than touchdowns last year, and you have him 10th. Like, are y'all still – this is what bothers me about Stafford. He's a media darling. He's the one that they still love from the game against Cleveland where he threw the touchdown with a separated shoulder. Like, they are still caught in that moment. He won a Super Bowl last year, and everybody's like, well, Stafford finally got a Super Bowl. He didn't go crazy. He was losing in that game. He's lucky Aaron Donald got that stop. Remember third down, Barry? I looked at you and said, the game is over. The Rams are going to win. You said, how? I said, they're going to run the ball up the middle. I told you exactly what happened. He ran right into Aaron Donald. The game was over. The game was over. Like, like I feel like it was all scripted. Stafford, everybody's like, he got a Hall of Fame career. He needed that, that Super Bowl. I I, I beg the devil. Like he he's in trouble. He's in trouble. And, and um, I got more information on him today about why the Rams are trying to get rid of him. The Rams are going to end up giving him fifty million dollars in like I think this season or next season. That's why they're trying to dump him. Like <laughs> they're ready to get rid of him after getting the Super Bowl. How how are they talking about getting rid of him if he's a top ten quarterback, Super Bowl winning this other? He is not good. I've been Barry. I've been saying this to you, Ben, for years. Ben, is what just like I said, people get caught up in the power of now. Like I told y'all, if y'all can read that book, because people get caught up in the moment, just like we were just talking about Barry and Sirius, about Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers did not have a statistical season like that for them to give him four. four. So you mean to tell me Aaron Rodgers had a better season than Jalen Hurts? Justin Herbert had a better season than Jalen Hurts? These people are caught up in now. Like, stop this. This is what's wrong with America today. Like, like they won't get people to leg up just because they want to hold that man down. I would really start preaching, but I ain't no preacher, but I would I would kill it right now if I really wanted to. But it's terrible that they're going to continue to hold men down that have done everything that they could, and it still just ain't enough until they are really the creme de la creme. Like, cut it out. Enough is enough. We're going to draw a line. And y'all going to stop the BS here and now, Luther Vandross. Let's go. Let's go. One of the things I saw about that, CP, uh, and then we, we can move on and uh, press on with the show, but they, the Rams actually approached Matthew Stafford and asked him to restructure his deal so they could right. potentially go out and acquire some free agents. And this brother was like, nah, I'm good. Nope. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, I was like, what in the <laughs> world? Yeah, he. He's gone after next year. I think they're going to end up dumping him after next year regardless. And if they if they yeah. don't finish above 500, he's definitely gone. So if he don't go 9-8 and eight or better, which I know they finish it under 500. If he do, then he belongs in that top 10 list. If they finish 9-8 and eight or better with the roster that they have, especially if they do, and they've been talking about getting rid of Cooper Cup, if they get rid of Cooper Cup and he do it without Cooper, then you deserve to be up there. But – um. Even at full tip, I don't think so. Aaron, Aaron Donald's ready to go, too. Like, that Rams team is about to be in shambles. They they did everything to get that Super Bowl, and they're probably going to be the bottom of the NFC West until, like, <laughs> Malik come into college and start playing football. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Call number is 929-477-2759. motor with Sports City Chefs. Um, I, I delayed it for long enough, man. We got about another hour left. We could probably take up the next two talking about uh, this, this running back situation. The, the, the franchise tag has, has – deadline has come and gone. Uh, we've got Josh Jacobs, uh, Saquon Barkley, Tony Pollard um, leading the list of candidates that could have gotten a, a pay increase or a new contract on or going to end up playing on the franchise tag. Um, villain, I'm going to come to you last because your boy Saquon's involved. Mr. Harvey, I'm going to let you bat lead off here. Um, 
what's going on with this running back situation, man? Um, teams don't want to pay uh, the, the, these guys with their worth, so they are trying to just move on, or, or do you feel as though it's only a certain number of teams because we did see Nick Chubb get a bag a couple of years ago. Um, we saw Dallas Cowboys, you know, give a bag to Zeke Elliott um, and so on and so forth. Christian McCaffrey got got, got, got some coins. So it's, I, I don't want to say it's the fact that the position doesn't get paid, but a good number of teams don't want to pay their running backs. But what say you about the situation, Mom? And fewer and fewer are going to be ready to pay their running backs because let me ask you a question. How many times do you think over the last year or two of this contract did the Dallas Cowboys not think, man, I wish we hadn't signed him to that contract, yeah. Like, as they were trying to figure out what their plans were going to be in in the offseason and whatever. So I think that the running backs that are going to get paid more are going to be the dual threat guys and the guys that catch the ball going out of the backfield, but the guys that can still stick it up between the tackles. Listen, McCaffrey got a bag, and what happened? He ended up getting traded. Now, he helped San Francisco, so let's see what happens this year because we know what his track record has been health-wise. Is he worth paying if he's only on the field, say, seven or eight games out of 17, right? So, Let's see what happens in this, you know, once again, it's the product of like the shelf life of a running back being short, but also I, this is a product of the league continuing to evolve into even more and more of a passing league. Now that the rules have changed and they're trying to protect the quarterback and keep the money in the pocket of the quarterback. Uh, but now that this is, I mean, obviously you're going to get yards in bigger chunks if you can throw the ball uh, consistently and on a regular basis. Uh, once again, I think there's still going to be a place for a team that has the right offensive line and can like line up and hit you in the mouth play after play after play uh, as long as they can throw it when they need to. But you're just seeing teams go more and more away from the running game. And if you can block and do other things and you're willing to like stick your head in there and, and, uh, and take a lick or to protect your quarterback or whatever, and or be a safety valve and be willing to take a hit over the middle as a running back. Like, uh, you know, it's trending towards we can get these guys. Uh, we can draft them. We can move them young. And or we can sign these guys and hope that we find enough people to to make a difference. I mean, it's crazy that running back right now is the third lowest, like, dollar amount position behind kicker and punter in football right now. That's just Think about that for a minute. Franchise tags for running backs. Right now are less than, uh, you know, the average salary right now, and some of it is because of all the new guys too, but the average salary is less than every other position on the field except for kicker and punter. And the interesting thing is reading and feedback about this, like I even saw a comment from Austin Eckler that said something like, Maybe we all need, as running backs, need to band together. And I'm like, and do what? Like, I, you hate to see it, and you want to see a, a player get his money. But at the same time, like, if they're not paying you, like, is is that going to accomplish anything if all the running backs decide to hold out? Like, uh, what's the, you know, what's well, the answer? I don't know. 
Arthur, um, I, I, I'm, I'm going to come back to you. I'm going to double-click there. So what would you suggest the course of action be for the, the running back as a whole for them to get their point across? Because ultimately – these are the workhorses of your of, of your offense. I, I dare say the quarterback, left tackle, and running back are the three most important positions, in my opinion, on on, on an offense. Um, and so you got these guys running into brick walls all the time in an effort to help your team succeed, win, get the yardage, whatever the case may be. And the thing is, I love the fact that these running backs are now starting to speak up. You mentioned Austin Eckler. Derrick Henry had a a tweet or two. Nick Chubb has said something. Najee Harris has said something. Saquon Barkley, a guy who's not – a a guy who's in the middle of this whole thing said it is what it is. you know, Joe Mixon took a three and a half million dollar pay cut. Um, you know, to 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 stay in Cincinnati. Like, what's the next step uh, for these so, for, for these running backs to band together? So, um, I'm wondering is this, and all them got to get together, but they got to get the rest of players on board, right? But this is what I'm thinking, and I'm just honestly thinking of this answer as you told me because. I had a feeling that when I mentioned this, you might ask this question tonight. <clears throat> and so I hadn't really been trying to force an answer, but I think I got it. And I think the answer <clears throat> is that unlike other positions on the field, I think we should front load running backs. Okay. And I don't know if that means assigning spot values in the draft or for the position or whatever, or a certain amount that each team uh, has to put at that position because of the importance of the role. And so even if that's, uh, if the contracts are a little bit less then somehow uh, the rest of that percentage that has this this earmarked for running backs uh, has to be shared amongst the players that, you know, log the most, carries on the team or something or you know take significant snaps when you draw that number but I I think that that's the answer that that may be part of the answer and I have to think it through more to be able to like uh, like give all the ins and outs of it but my thought process is if you get highly drafted as a running back just much like at the quarterback position you're not going to sit and learn usually you're going to go in and play now, Bijan may be different. He'll play in Atlanta, but he may not necessarily get the lion's share of the carries this year, and that may not be a bad thing. Uh, I think he'll get plenty, but I don't. Um, it, it could be more of a 50-50 than people think in Atlanta. Another story. But I, I think that most guys are coming in to make an impact difference. People are like, why didn't Buffalo get this guy? Like, knowing that this guy would fit right in. And so looking at that, I, I just think that, Maybe whereas quarterbacks get a rookie deal, and then after that, their salaries go up. I'm not saying you pay them like what a quarterback second contract looks like or anything, but I think that maybe there's a way to front load running backs' contracts. I mean, okay. I mean, I, I, I don't hate the idea. TP, man, I, I'll come to you, sir. 
this running back situation is, is out of control. I actually side with the running back here, but what, what say you about how this this lack of job security or pay security, if you will, uh, seems to be taking over the position? Talk about disrespectful. Um, Barry, I put up something early today where the, the kicker's numbers are basically better than what the running backs are averaging. The kicker comes on the field for a play every series, whether it's a punt or a field goal or, you know, a, a kickoff at the beginning of the game or after every score, so on and so forth. They, they're more dynamic than a running back. You need a running game and a passing game to balance out your offense. Um, a lot of these running backs have been going through hell. I don't even have to look at the situation with Saquon and Jacobs and, and Pollard. Just think about this right now. The Tennessee Titans sat up there and gave Ryan Tannehill his second $100 million contract, and they are ready to move on from him and get rid of him. Wait, wait, I hope you all hear me. They gave him another $100 million court, uh, contract. This dude is not a $100 million quarterback. He's not. He's not. He hasn't proven anything in his NFL career, and he's getting more money than Derek the Workhorse Henry. I mean, the dude, if he didn't break a bone in his foot, he's going to have back-to-back 2,000-yard seasons. When he broke his foot last season, he had 900, because I had him fantasy. He had 900 yards in week six or seven. Like, he was on his way. Like, like he was going to get – you mean to tell me that so Tannehill is more important to that team than, than Derrick Henry? I get it that the, the quarterback is the most important position because you don't want them slump scumbag in a game that can't do nothing. I get it. I get it. But, come on, if you got a running back as dynamic as these guys, they can definitely open up the game. Just like Barry mentioned with the situation with McCaffrey. Like, McCaffrey was – struggling down there in Carolina. Carolina fell off the rails because they needed him. They they couldn't put a quarterback there if they if they tried. He went to San Francisco came and San Francisco office blew up because they had a dynamic running back that tried to worry about outside of the passing game with Kittle, uh, Debo and company. You had a running back that could receive the ball out of the backfield and make that offense even more fast paced, fast break. Like I, I don't get it. I I get it that everything is to come down to analytics and, and I, I I fire on a manager or a skipper that's very close to me and Rago Baldelli in the age and era of, like, Google and trying to go through the analytics, enough is enough. Like, do what it takes to win. Don't just do, oh, well, this percentage is going to work out better for us. Cut it out. Cut it out. I get it that <laughs> the guy that you're pinning a lot of this stuff to and Jerry Jones kind of, like, messed up the matrix trying to give Zeke all of that money because now everybody's looking at the running back like, don't pay them because look at Zeke. Zeke is one – one running back out of the entire NFL. Like, and, and Zeke actually did exceptional. I can't even say he did bad. He was good in some seasons. When he came out of college, he was one of the best running backs for Dallas seen in a long time outside of DeMarco Murray. So y'all understand that this is what these offensive lines are built for. They open up holes for so these running backs to get going. <clears throat> if your offensive line isn't opening up holes or getting that run game going, you guys are a one-dimensional team, and that's what a lot of these, these – uh, franchises look like across the board when they don't have a strong running game at all. And, and look at this, another running back that's actually getting, you know, snubbed in the situation, Aaron Jones. Picture y'all not paying him right now. Picture what Barry just said about Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers got all this credit to be number four in the league as top ten quarterback for Aaron Jones, and that running game was going crazy because A.J. Dillon got hurt. 
So it was Aaron Jones, and y'all gonna snub him and not give him money? Oh, by the way, Aaron Jones does follow Sports City, just so y'all know. But but other other than I mean, you gotta look at these situations. Y'all gotta give these running backs credit because he helped carry the Packers to be at the doorstep of the playoffs last year. These scenarios are across the board right now. What what would the Saints do without Kamara right now? Tell me that because Derek Carr is not gonna get you to no playoffs unless Olave and them go crazy. We're going to find out real soon. Unless Olave and them go crazy, then that's a different story. But I don't believe in Derek Carr. You know what I'm saying? Like, these guys got to go out there and show us that they can win a game without the running back. Like, look at Mac Jones. Mac Jones needed a a literally win a game with the running back, literally, against Buffalo. Wins at, like, 700 miles an hour. They couldn't throw the ball. The running game crushed Buffalo in Buffalo. You needed a running game. So so stop it because there's situations where you need a running back. Don't shortchange them because you guys are literally making them look like cheerleaders on the field. That's very well said, CP. Very well said, uh, Mr. Um, Mr. Co-host, Mr. Uh, what, what's your name now, Mr. Villain? Yeah, we'll, we'll call you Villain for now. Um, what say you, sir? Saquon obviously is going to play this year on the franchise tag. If he plays, and then he comes a restricted, unrestricted free agent next year. Um, along with the list of other running backs who I, I'll get to here in a minute. But what say you about what's going on right now with Saquon, Josh Jacobs, and, and Tony Pollard? Villain, if you're talking, you're on mute, sir. Sorry about that. Yeah, I, I want to talk about the running backs in a little bit. I mean, I feel like they didn't have a chance coming into – the deadline Monday of really getting a contract. I don't think Tony Pollard um, even contemplated really negotiating. I think they talked. He was on the basically under the the mindset that he was going to play under that franchise tag. Jacobs and, and uh, Saquon did not. Um, so this year, um, I think it was about a month ago, they came out with the average salary per position. Do you know what the highest paid position is? On average, left tackle. Left tackle, yeah, over eight million dollars. And then um, I think it's uh, five million dollars is the right tackle, <laughs> right? So that's the the two most valuable positions on on offense. And then the quarterback position, quarterback positions of, uh, a little under five million, or four point eight million. The running back position, like I said, is one of the lowest uh, on average, uh, $1.7 million, just under $1.8 million. You Did you know about 11 years ago in 2012, 2012, the quarterback position on average was about $3.8 million. So that's gone up over a million dollars on average. Now we're talking about the highest paid quarterback to the lowest paid quarterback, like the, the third stringer that probably is at the, the minimum, right? The running back position, 11 years ago, right, 2012, 1.5. So this salary has gone up on average $200,000. Fierce in my mind, right, to, to devalue this, this position. You had an anonymous GM come out and say, I would rather draft a running back high in the first or second round pay him for five years, and then let him go. That's basically what they feel about the running back position. And it's garbage. They've abused this franchise tag 
to, to really hurt these players. The franchise tag was set up in place to keep quarterbacks on your team from being poached by other teams and, and to, you know, pay him that salary. Now it's being used on all these positions, mainly the running back position, to hold the salary in place. What you've seen, it, the salary has barely moved in 11 years. Saquon Barkley didn't want to reset the market. Josh Jacobs came out and said he wasn't looking to reset the market. They just want to be paid fair value. Not fair value at their position. Fair value on their team. As TP and, and you and Sirius and I all argued about a couple of weeks ago on this show, Saquon Barkley wanted to be paid as the best player on the Giants, which he is. They had no intention of paying him as the best player. They wanted to pay him as the best player at his position in a, compared to the rest of the league. That's why he's on this franchise tag that he's probably not going to sign until uh, late into training camp because, you know, there's no fines that can be levied against him for not, fa- not signing his uh, franchise tag. It, the fines will come basically docking his pay, his game check pay, which will average out to about $560,000 per game because that's about the $10 million divided up or what have you, however they want to do it. I mean, it's ridiculous. Um, it's not fair, I, I, and I think Mike alluded to it, and Austin Eckler came out and said that the, the running backs need to band together. They should have went on strike months ago. That's what I would have done. If I was a running back, I would have called all the running backs and said, we need to walk out. We need to walk out. The, the problem is the, the franchise tag, and the problem is that they haven't really gone on for years through the collective bargaining agreement. They need to go into the table and say, we need to be paid. You don't pay me because I'm a running back. Pay me because I'm a really good player, and I deserve this money. That's the problem. And, and these quarterbacks, and I've said it on different shows, the quarterback position needs its own salary base outside of the salary cap if you want to pay these guys $50 million a year. But then everybody else gets paid crap. It's ridiculous. The, the, I, I would rather teach my son to be a defensive tackle than a running back because a defensive tackle is going to get that coin. Did you see what Quentin Williams just got? He got almost $100 million. What was it, 96 over four years? Dexter Lawrence got his bag. All these defensive tackles get bagged. Offensive left tackles get bagged. Running backs get shit on. And it's it's sad. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you there. And I, 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 I like what you said, Dylan, about, about, you know, the running backs not trying to reset the market or anything like that, at least, at least the guys who were talking about this particular year. But they just want to get fair market value, and you you can't tell me. Again, you and I and TP went around the you know went around the room about this several several times. But you can't tell me that you know Daniel Jones needs to be making more money than Saquon Barkley right now. But see, that, that's the that's me. the problem. That's the problem. We're we're trying to put in the Giants' perspective of the Giants paying Daniel I'm Jones. And not paying Saquon Barkley. No, no, I I, I get what you're saying, but it's not. I can't bring Daniel Jones into this argument. It's the disrespect of the running back position in Saquon Barkley. Not the because you could say the same thing about Dexter Lawrence. Is Dexter Lawrence deserved to get be paid more than than Saquon Barkley? 
low, so they get a low contract to come into the league, barely over a million dollars. They're running to the ground for five years, and then it's like, you know what? <laughs> Good luck getting another contract. You don't even get to go to the table for your next contract as a running back. It's ridiculous. I agree with you, but that back to my initial point, and TP, I'll I, I come to you here in a second. Back to my initial point, the, 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 the whole thing was, if, if we're looking at a team, and this is how my mind works, and again, this is why I love having this discussion, but if you look at a team, you look at player makes my team go. What player do I need to secure in order for me to have a successful season, okay? Now, back to our initial point. Now, again, we, we could sit here and harp on Daniel Jones or whatever the case may be or Saquon Barkley, but, hell, let's take them out of their equation for a second. Let's go to the, the, the Las Vegas Raiders here. Which player do you need to have a, a, a bang-out season for you to have a legitimate shot? Is it Derek Carr? No. Is it Jimmy Garoppolo? No. It's Josh Jacobs. There is a lot riding on the Dallas Cowboys this year, okay? If Tony Pollard falls flat on his face, I don't care where Dak Prescott went in this top ten list. The Dallas Cowboys are going to fall flat on their face. Mm-hmm. So my, my, the, the, the way I'm looking at it, if, if you're running back and the way you structure your team and the way you structure your offense is, is sitting around the running back being the bell cow, being the guy who cuts the stuff off the backfield, Christian McCaffrey, um, you know, and, and these guys alike, then why, do not, why don't teams put their money where their mouth is? And I don't want to hear the excuse that XYZ player is injury prone. I don't want to hear that excuse because you have no problem showing out a bag and, and a half to a quarterback who's been injury prone. Lamar Jackson just got the bag. You have no problem showing out, backing up the Brinks truck and shoving out money for a, a, a player who has off the field issues. You know what I'm saying? Players have gotten bags from that. You have no problem, you know, shoving out energy for guys who, for wide receivers who've been who've been injured. DeAndre Hopkins just got a bag from the Tennessee Titans, and he's been he's gotten bag over he's went. You know what I'm saying? Colin Murray just signed the bag. Dude ain't did a damn thing yet in in the league a couple years ago. So these GMs and these teams are missing me with this whole injury nonsense and these whole and and and, and this whole idea idea that because X, because the running back got hurt, I can't pay him. TP, what say you, my guy? I, I really, I really don't know how to like address this situation, man. Is it? We we said all that it really needs to be said on on how they are picking and choosing on which way to go. But if we and I, I don't like to keep spilling this jar of worms, but I have to. If we go back to what was that, 2013 or 14? I think it's 14, 14 or 15. Like I think 13, they did take it. But we all remember that Super Bowl, the Seahawks and the Patriots. Um. Marshawn was the reason why the Seahawks were in that game. Russell Wilson was bumming out that game. And uh, he made a, a, a sick, well, not even, he, he made a pass. And if uh, Jermaine Curtis didn't catch that ball on his leg, who would have knew what would happen right there? Because he, he catches it and they get down to the 20, and then Marshawn has a, a big run of like 15, another run down to the one, and here goes history. You watch the quarterback throw the game away. Like, 
Why, why wouldn't you give the running back the ball if he's set up to be a, your power back? His nickname is Beast Mode, things of that nature. You guys are robbing guys that are not getting the attention of their job of detail of what they're supposed to do. You guys are taking the teeth out of a, a lion's mouth. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know what to say at the end of the day, but um, there's a plan. Like, they management and owners, they, they there's certain people that they like and have favorites at the end of the day, but it's showing now. And and just like we've been mentioning, the guys that are being missed is Saquon and Jacobs. Pollard's situation, I, I feel like he's got to prove it because of what they just did with Zeke for the, the time that he's been there. And, and also Pollard's coming off of a fracture, so he has to prove that he is the guy because he's the bell cow now for Dallas. But um, Josh Jacobs, I feel like they're playing hardball. I, I don't think they could let him walk out of Vegas. They can't. If not, then there's going to be uh, first pick of 2024 because I, I don't, they don't, they, they're not even sure about Garoppolo's injury. They're not even sure about their quarterback right now. And Saquon, I feel bad for you, man. I, I, I'll fight with Barry because that's my brother. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, I'll fight with him just so we could talk junk to each other and have a good conversation. They can't afford to let Saquon walk. Who's his backup? Who's the set? Who's RB2 for them? Who's RB3 for them? Y'all already lost the, the German running back. Like, y'all, y'all got a revolving door with Big Blue in New York uh, at the running back position. And um, how do you make the playoffs and then get ready to lose your biggest piece that helped get you there because you're undervaluing him at the end of the day. There's so many interesting situations that uh, these management, you know, staffs and, and ownerships are playing with, and if they fall short, they blame it to this one guy. And uh, reading on what happened today, uh, Jameer Gibbs, a running back in Detroit, he signed his rookie deal, and they're saying that that could shake the situation even more for Jacobs, Saquon, and Pollard all together. And I'm like, why would a rookie – be an issue at the running back position, shake up their, you know, veteran situation at their respected organization. So it's a tough scenario right now, but hopefully they get it figured out. I don't think they just get it all done this season, but they better respect these running backs before they overload the team and start making runs to the Super Bowl. Yeah, man, it's crazy. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sarah. No, because you made a great no, point that I was going to hit on too. Um, quarterbacks, regardless of their situation, get their coin, right? Um, you know, obviously Deshaun Watson with his off-the-field issues, but then Lamar Jackson was coming off injury, didn't play the end of the season. He got the biggest uh, contract in NFL history. Tony Pollard had no leverage, right? He ended his season in the playoffs on a on tear, torn ACL, had to take the franchise tag, really didn't want to negotiate because that was a a pay raise for him he couldn't go to the table and get that you know get a deal done get an extension get his big money he had to take the the franchise tag. it's just it's just not fair and it's like now these guys you know like Barkley in his situation he could get franchised for two years even though that's the guaranteed money he wants it's not a long-term contract it's two years. He gets the $22 million if he gets franchised this year and next year, and then that's it. And it's like, you know, the Giants aren't going to let him walk. They franchise him. They basically screwed him. He can't negotiate with anybody else. Now that he didn't sign the tag, he can't negotiate during the season. He has to wait until after the season, um, you know, and, and the cycle starts again. If he has a bad season, he doesn't see that $12 million next year because they won't franchise him. They'll let him walk if he gets injured. So it's like – 
it's like prove it to me every year, and he's got to prove that he's healthy. But these quarterbacks don't have to prove a damn thing. I get my money fully guaranteed or the biggest contract regardless. It's crap. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. Mr. Harvey, I'll come to you for for a brief second, man. You hear what's being discussed about, you know, this running back situation, and and, and I wanted to throw some extra sugar and and spice on this dish, if you will. If if, if you flip the page to to next year, um, people like Derrick Henry, Joe Mixon, obviously the three names, Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard, Saquon Barkley, but Austin Eckler um, are free agents. You got Jonathan Taylor, who's a free agent. You got J.K. Dobbins, who's a free agent. Deontay Foreman, DeAndre Swift. All these guys are free agents next year. These are household name running backs. Like, what in the world is going to happen with those guys, as, 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 including the ones we're talking about now? If something doesn't change, a lot of them are going to be out of a job. I understand that he hasn't been uh, great, but you can't tell me that you haven't seen some flashes over the last couple of years from Leonard Fournette that tells you that in the right system and if he's in the right shape, he could still be a productive back. He's another guy sitting at home right now. I think the other thing that what we're seeing is, too, like a lot of teams need two backs now, more so than one, because of short shelf life and because I would argue that Kamara, even though he got more touches last year, because of that was not as explosive. Good against the blitz. He's good in space, catching the ball. He's not one of your better between-tackle guys. That's why they tried to get Ingram. That's why they had Latavius Murray around. That's why they went and got uh, Jamal Williams and why they have continued to try to do things because as much as he means to that offense, he should be paid. Here's the thing. It's almost the same type of role as a receiver, except he does – other things too in that team. I fear that's the problem. Those those backs are the only ones that are going to get um, a ton of money. But they better get you better get your bread wherever you can. And I guess like it's a copycat league though. So it's a copycat league. So I think. Go, 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 go ahead. Go. No, I was just going to no, say I, I, it's I, a copycat I, league. So I think that one of the things that is going to have to happen in some way. A, they might have to band together like we talked about before, but B, we need a team to have a lot of success uh, with the running game as a big part of of what they do. And the Eagles kind of did. The quarterback just did a good bit of it as well. But he also threw the ball a ton. But uh, you need teams to have success and feel like there's a guy that jumps off the page at you. Uh, Derek Henry and Jonathan Taylor got some money. Okay. So let me again. I'm, I, I, I'm actually going to talk to you about Derrick Henry. So, do, do you think the Tennessee Titans pay him next year? Yes or no? Probably not. I, I well, I, let, let me say this. Let's see what happens with this contract because they have positioned themselves in such a way that they can pay Derrick Henry if they want to. Because yep. you now you now went young again at the quarterback position. So Zillan, I think there's a possibility you? that he could be there. Zillan, what say you? Does Derek Henry get paid yet, next year, yes or no? I, no. No. I, I No. I, I'm, 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 like, sitting here thinking about it. I'm like, should he get paid? Yeah. Will he get paid? No. He won't. 
prepaid. And that's just the that's the nature. So you think you think you think Gary Terry gets paid next year? Gritting my teeth because I'm agreeing with Barry. I don't think he's gonna get paid. They already played. They played so much hardball with him. And uh, for him to be one of the faces of the NFL, forget the face of their team. Because if, if, in my mind right now, I'm closing my eyes and thinking about the Tennessee Titans. I see the dread spun in 22. I don't see Tannehill. I, I see Vrabel, but I don't. I don't see or think of nobody else. D Hop went there to screw himself for the rest of his career. Go ahead and bomb Viage to your career. Think about Derrick Henry. How do you stop him out of the backfield? And they basically. And this is. The one vicious word, and y'all know which word I'm about to say, a karma. They sitting up there waiting for that boy to get injured to be like I told you so. You know what, Sports City, I'm going to actually be a little vulgar um, toward management, ownership, and the people that basically control money and value of players. I feel like Earl Thomas right now in the middle of the toaster in Arizona when he broke his leg, he looked at Pete Carroll, in the entire Seattle organization, because he knew they weren't going to resign him, and he gave everybody the and got carted off the field. And exactly what happened, they got rid of him, and he ended up going to Baltimore. These are the scenarios that they're putting these men in season after season. You guys are foul, and y'all need to check yourselves at the end of the day, because these guys are actually helping you get to playoffs, actually helping you win championships, becoming pieces of things like the Legion of Boom, so on and so forth, cut it out. And this guy, these guys are your running game. Like, this is a technical part of your football team that you need every single week throughout the 18-week process of that season. And then the playoffs added on and so on and so forth. Ridiculous. I, I, I'm agreeing with Barry. As much as I love Derrick Henry and his style of play and how he runs the ball, they're not going to pay him. They're going to wait till he gets hurt. Or if he does go crazy, if he does, and, and I like as a fan of me, like I want to see a two thousand yard season, but I don't because it's like he's in the league doing it. But if he put up another two thousand yard season and stay healthy, what are you not going to pay him and look like some? I can't even say the word on air, but you need like you get what I'm saying. So they they are they're playing pickle right now, and and the advantage is in their favor. So let me ask you this question to just to go down and listen. Uh, Austin Eckler, did the Chargers pay him or no? No, they they're going to end up probably getting rid of Eckler, especially if he don't perform like he did last season. Uh, they was already ready to get rid of him this season, so I, I don't. Eckler's the one speaking out right now, so I, I think right, they're going to do right. the same thing to Eckler. Yeah, yeah I don't think Eckler's a Charger next year. I don't think he's a Charger oh. next year. Sears, to be honest with you, they tried to trade him. There was no market. Eckler wanted out. The Chargers were going to appease them. They drafted a running back, correct? Like, they got a running back in tow. Yeah, they, they couldn't did. get rid of him, so he had to come back. You know what I mean? And, like, and you know, this situation this year is not going to be pretty. I think he's going to put on a great face because he's a good guy. He's a good teammate. But I don't think he's not a Charger next year. And that's ridiculous. He's one of the top five running backs, easily top ten, but, you know, arguably top five in the league. Right, right, right. Mr. Harvey, Austin Eckler, is he coming back next year to the Chargers or no? No. I I don't think so. Yeah. And but but here's the thing though. There's so many of these guys that are becoming free agents at the same time 
that if they mm-hmm. don't go back to their current teams, you're going to start seeing them surface in other spots. So, uh, like, so you could see Jonathan Taylor surface in L.A. You could see, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think there's going to be some musical chairs going, and I think it's just going to be uh, how you value the position, what you can get away with giving them, and then what else you have on your team, so who they who they complement best, right? So a team that already has a a third down back and a guy that can step up on a blitz and kind of a scat back may really value Derrick Henry, whereas another team that doesn't really have either one of them that have like a complete, like a, a fully polished skill set may take a guy like Austin Eckler, right? So, um, but it, the the deal is, is no matter what happens, none of these guys are going to get their just due. I mean, in an ideal world, they would, and you would hope that it would drive up the the market on this position. Um, but yeah, I, I think a lot of them are not going to be in the same place uh, next season. Yeah. I just mentioned the Titans because yeah. I thought the way they were constructed, uh, they may be able to pay Derrick Henry if they choose to, but it just becomes like, how much are they going to try to lowball him? Because every franchise is doing that right now. And what is he willing to accept? Or is he willing to just uh, throw his middle finger up and take a chance and walk out the room? The question is, like, there are a lot of running backs that are scared right now going into that free agency, whether they admit to it or not. Um, They might ought to take a dog with them to the negotiations because at the end of the day, uh, if you walk out of a, a... a contract, who's to say you're not going to end up accepting less somewhere else to play? Yeah, honestly, I, 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 I think out of all these names I'm looking at on this list, I think Derrick Henry uh, finds a way to stay there in Tennessee, and I think Jonathan Taylor um, still ends up in Indianapolis because I think at the end of the day, they have a rookie quarterback, so they do, they should have enough money to secure Jonathan Taylor for as long as he wants to be secure. Everybody else on this list, um, you know, is going to either be gone from their current team or they're going to play under a tag. I'm looking at people like Antonio Gibson, who's in a running back timeshare right now, A.J. Dillon, who's in a timeshare right now, uh, Cam Akers, I think he's going to be part of that bunch that gets, you know, released, moved, or whatever because the, the Rams need the cap space because Matthew Stafford's eating up the majority of their their, their cap. Uh, Clyde Edward E. Lair and the guy who is, is probably going to be moved, Gus Edwards, he and J.K. Dobbins in the same in the same boat. Um, Joe Mixon is going to be the question mark for me. He took a pay cut this year to hopefully get a bigger payday next year. Um, but that offensive line in Cincinnati, you know, is, is is not the best in the world. Joe Burrow was the most sacked quarterback in the league for two years in a row, so they need to figure that out. So I'm not sure if that's going to pay dividends on Joe Mixon's productivity, but I digress. Gentlemen, we have reached well, you know the uh, You know what's serious, though? I feel, I feel like Jonathan Taylor is going to get lowballed this year. He's only making $2 million this year on a rookie deal and he's coming off an injury. Yeah, he's coming off an injury. They're going to lowball him. I don't see them offering him more than $8 million next year. You watch. This is where you and I disagree because, again, they they have money to blow. 
They have money to blow. They're not going to blow it on the running back. Well, here's the thing. You've got a rookie quarterback. Now, again, to your point, okay, to, to, to your point, the quarterback situation is taken care of. The, the offensive line is taken care of. So what else are you going to do but give your running back who won, won the rushing title a year, a year ago? I mean, two years ago, I mean, Josh Jacobs won it last year, but won the rushing title two years ago. And if he comes back next year and has a somewhat decent year, what other options do you have? You don't have a replacement in, 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 you know, in, in the building. And, again, to, 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 our, to our whole point, the, the idea that you can plug and play and go on Wish.com and get the bottom basement running back just to fill a spot is ludicrous. There's only one team that seems to be able to do that, and that's because they got the best quarterback in the league right now and Patrick Mahomes. Like, Jeff McKinnon, where do you find him from? You, you spent a first-round draft pick on this dude, and this man has not seen the field for almost two damn years. That's, they're just paying him. But everybody else, in, in, you know, in the league can't go, you know, bargain shopping for running backs and plug them into a spot. Maybe the Eagles, you know what I'm saying? I mean, hell, outside of the Giants, you never, you, you never know Byron Scott. You know what I'm saying? This, this, this brother just shows up and beats, beats the Giants, but everything else, you know, you never, you never see it here from him. You know what I'm saying? Miles Sanders took less money to go to the Carolina Panthers. I mean – I honestly believe that at the end of the day that the that the Indianapolis Colts are gonna find a way to pay Jonathan Taylor I don't wanna say a, a Christian McCaffrey like bag, um, a Nick Chubb type bag, but you're gonna have you have to shell out some money and I think it's gonna be significantly more than eight and a half mil a year uh next year to secure that guy. I think Derrick Henry is going to do well enough for his his services to be secured in Tennessee because I will say this: if the Tennessee Titans decide they want to play hardball with Derrick Henry, Rayball may be out of a job. Keep in mind, this, this is the same organization, the same organization that fired their general manager after they made the AJ Brown trade a year ago because they 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 felt <laughs> back so bad. Yeah, yeah but, I mean, we're talking about the back. Eagles. They had the, what, the number, top five rusher, and they didn't even bother bringing him back. Like, you you really think they're going to value Jonathan Taylor in, at, at his position? Like, I, I, I mean, I hope he does because he's that good. I hope Derrick Henry gets his money because he's that good. But TP's right. They've been jerking that dude around for years. So, yeah, I, you know, right. I – I just I don't I don't know man I really I I just don't this running back position needs to be addressed and it, it, it's like teach, teach your kids to play running back or to, is, is a mistake play receiver or quarterback is the way to go the league is so different now you don't get to hit the quarterback you can't touch the wide receiver after five yards it's so much easier to score throwing the ball through the air. You know what I mean? Like you, the the, it, the name of the game is points. Now you have quarterbacks that can run the football themselves instead of handing mm-hmm. it to the running back. The running back position has just been devalued on the field and off the field. It's ridiculous. My son's gonna play baseball. He's gonna be a pitcher. That's all I'm saying. At least gonna be a pitcher. <laughs> <laughs> With that being said, uh, my son's gonna be a left tackle. 
My son, if he gets a little height on him, he's going to be a left tackle. I mean, heck, I mean, we'll see, man. We'll see, man. I, I wish little, little, little Jordan all the best, man. I mean, shoot. Go make, go, go, go make Uncle Sirius some money. Roll talk. Go make Uncle Sirius some money. You know what I'm saying? We'll buy, we'll, we'll, we'll get, drafted, get drafted to the Steelers. I, I love you a long time. I love you forever for that. Well, he's on the Steelers right now, so, you know, I mean, that's, yeah, that's, so that's I mean, disheartening as it is. I mean, he's already, he's already halfway there. He's already halfway there. No. You know, Zilla's in the stands saying, go Steelers, go already. See, I'll tell you what, man. The Lord works in mysterious ways. He works in mysterious <laughs> ways, man. He's he going to wear black and gold, but not that black and gold. He's going to cheer for the Saints. Listen, if they drafted your boy in the first round, you'd be saying who's that with the, uh, uh, with the Florida Lee on the helmet and going down there and getting drunk on Bourbon Street before the game. Don't lie. Don't be fronting. You ain't got to front. No. You'll hey, find you out what, what a good time New Orleans is. Listen. I've been there several times. I love it. I, I, love, I love New Orleans, man. I've been there several you times. Could, listen, several, you, several could, times. you could do a lot worse in your career than to be able to call New Orleans uh, your home stadium. This is a true statement, true statement, man. Well, we're going to go ahead and get out of here. Wait, wait, New Orleans is a city. It's not your home state. New Orleans is a city. Oh, I said your home stadium. Stadium. I didn't say nothing about state. Stadium. Go back and play it back. We were quiet, Bob. I'm done with you, sir. Yeah, like quiet bombs here. I bomb atomically over here, serious. <laughs> <laughs> but no, listen. Now let's get out of here, man. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure, man. Mr. Harvey, thanks for coming by and kicking it with us, man. Give us a plug in the club as we shut it down tonight. Yeah, man, listen, go back and hear the clip. Ain't no bombs dropped on me, bro. I said you could do a lot worse than to have New Orleans as your home stadium uh, in the National Football League, or really in any sport. It's a fun city. A lot happening. Anyway, man, listen, check us out, sportscitychefs.com. Got an article dropped on Saquon lately. Got a finger foods coming out. Uh, Barry's been writing like crazy, so I'm going to have to start trying to keep some pace with it. But got articles. we got finger foods. we got things on our website. Don't forget our shows, man. 9 p.m. Eastern time is what time you want to tune in on weeknights, Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Most week we talk football on Tuesdays. Carlos cook out on Wednesdays, so we chop it up with a bunch of stuff. And in case you didn't get enough, then, uh, you know, we take the leftovers. We, we put up a put together a room, put some spices and stuff in there and some andouille. And we uh, have a roundtable gumbo on Thursday nights and kind of uh, continue to recap everything going on. And in the mothership, the show every Sunday morning, it's 11 a.m. Eastern time, the timeless Sunday morning brunch with the head honcho timeless himself. Much love and respect to you, brother. Without you, I wouldn't be here. So thanks for having me, and thanks for letting me be your co-host for that every Sunday morning. Respect and love to you, too, both uh, serious and villain, man. And I'll be out uh, chatting with you guys again very soon. Peace out. Thank you so much, sir, man. I greatly appreciate you coming by, man. CP, man, go on and give us a plug and a close off and shut down the kitchen, my guy. Well, we will be back here tomorrow, tomorrow. I'm going to get on Barry tomorrow. We're only one day away. And I 
saying, oh, yeah, me and Sirius was trying to tell him. We were telling him to say quantum socks. He was like, no, he's going to be a giant. He's going to find you where he's. So we got all of that and more. Be right here in front of the doggone grill. That's for sure. It, 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 you already see the preview. You already see the preview. We had to we had to be somewhat like nicer today, but but hey, we we still got our that, that energy rolling in here somehow, some way. Uh, hopefully, Chandler's back in the building with Mike, man, and and everybody pray for Mister Knight as best as possible. Um, and I'm 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 pretty psyched. I'm stoked because my boys are in action on Friday. Training camp starts. They have to get ready for the game uh, week one that Thursday night matchup up against Kansas City. So us and Kansas City start Saturday. I think the Jets and as a, whoever else is in the Hall of Fame game, they start today because they have to be ready for the Hall of Fame game. But it, it's in the air. Football is in the air, definitely. I'm glad that we were able to bring some of that pigskin talk to you. And um, it, it's not all baseball right now. It, it ain't all baseball right now. Um but we'll we'll see how this running back situation goes because it's going to get deep, and I, I feel I, I'm actually taking it personal. So, you already know how this one goes for a city on that. No telephone, telephone. It's the chefs again, and if they don't know, now they know. Now they know, man. Shout out to TP Homeless, TP Thomas, man. That's that's all, man. It's been real fun, my daughter. What you mean? What you mean? What you mean? I said TP. I don't know how. What did you mean? Yeah, cheapy homeless. Like what in the? What? what in the... <laughs> you know what? That's why. That's why I'm gonna make Malik a golfer now. Wow. Hey, yeah, I don't. I don't even care. Golf, my guy. Golf. Get your bread. Yeah. I don't even care. <laughs> Damn, I know they where I came from. Villain, talk to me, man. Get me out of here. What in the soup kitchen is going on around here? He said TP homeless. I don't know what in the. Listen, uh, get to the website, you know, sportscitychefs.com. I'm writing like crazy, like like Mike said. Shout out to our sponsor, uh, PHI Apparel. Get to the website. Use the promo code CHEFS. Get 15% off that order. Shout out to Cav and uh, Taj on the hook, you know, always doing our, our theme music. They got music out there. Go go get out there and get that. Uh, we paying bills. We got things cooking. We we gonna get that video popping. We gonna be on there live. You know what I mean? But we got the we got the chefs cooking all over the place. You know, shows all week. Um, TP will not be cooking me tomorrow. All right, it, tomorrow is a dead way for him to get cooked. Okay, I don't care what nobody says. Don't listen to him. All right, he got all coming over my house. Got all these old ladies fawning over him like he's somebody. I'm the villain. I'm the one. He's talking about TP Timers. Nobody came with no TP time. Listen, holla at your boy. It's the villain. Yo, man, it's, it's such a privilege and a pleasure doing this show with you gentlemen, man. Um, I, I, I'm going to say this, man. Football is, is air. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. I cannot wait. Uh, training camp uh, opened the day for some teams. The rest of them opened up. The rest of this, this month, um, I got my schedule I'm doing a, a lot of the commanders uh, training camp stuff, living here where I, where I live, so I get to see a lot of this watching commander stuff up close and personal. And speaking of the commanders, we have a sale uh, that is going to be officially announced on Thursday. Dan Snyder has officially been been kicked out, and Josh Harris group, you know, with Magic Johnson and company, officially taken over. So the city is buzzing. Um, and you know what? I'm not I'm not a Commanders fan, but you know what? I gotta keep peace while I lay my head. And um, 
it's going to be fun sitting there watching the city celebrate after the years of nonsense that has been allowed to go on under Dan Snyder and his and, and his regime. So uh, I'm proud of the Commanders fans. I know TP's father's looking down, uh, happy that his team is finally going to do something right. Um, Mr. Mr. Proud was a huge, uh, huge, huge Washington uh, Commanders fan, if you will. So I know he's proud, and I hopefully um, he he likes what he sees. Uh, with that being said. I'm going to go ahead and get out of here, man. Lord willing, I catch you guys on the next one. As TP always says, man, tell a friend to tell a friend to chef again. And if they don't know, now we know, man, we gone. Sports city, sports city, chef, chef. Sports city, sports city, chef, chef. Sports city, sports city, chef, chef. Sports city, sports city, chef. Kaboom, sports city chefs is in the room. Cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon. They well in tune, blown like a flower in June. Superman vs. MF Doom, the clouds loom. So tell a friend, it's the Sports City Chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. Sports City, Sports City Chefs, you chefs. Connecticut. Uh. <laughs>